This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. The music that they're planning to use to crumble the morals of America is this rotten, filthy, dirty, lewd, lascivious junk called rock and roll. An hour of 60s underground music from around the world. Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Radio. Great 60s Garage Punk, Freak Beat and Psychedelic. Podcast via all good podcasting providers and facebook.com slash retrospect garage punk radio. You have, uh, you, you had a group on one side that was bad and you had a group on the other side that was also very horrible. Uh, I'm not finished. Horrible. Nobody wants to say that. I'm Phil Gray, welcome to Retrospect 60's Garage Punk Radio Show and Podcast Episode 438, special episode for this one, because it is another Retrospect Guest Selector Show, so stay tuned. 
Now it's even easier to get your weekly dose of 60s garage rock, garage punk, freak beat and psychedelia. Simply ask your Spotify-enabled device to play you Retroscape 60s Garage Punk Show. So I'm joined now by this week's guest selector. I welcome Jerry Balderson. Jerry, welcome to Retrospect. It is the thrill of uh, the week, the day, the lifetime to be co-hosting a radio program with you, Phil. I think the first time I heard about you... I was reading an article at Outside Magazine about the volcano blow-up last December, yes. and I thought, well, let me go look for some New Zealand radio stations, and you were the first one to come up, I kid you not, and your shows you had just done retrospects, ironically, on both Little Richard and Phil May, right. and I thought, I was born to listen to this radio program. Well, I appreciate your support and your kind words, and it is a pleasure to have you joining us this week. This episode, entirely your selections, and boy, there are some in there that I wasn't familiar with, which is why I enjoy doing these shows. So, Jerry, you are from Hackettstown, am I right? I'm actually on the cusp in a a suburb of Hackettstown, Uh, although if if the election goes the wrong way in a couple of weeks, Joe Biden might destroy the suburb. So this may be the last time we ever talk, (laughs) according to uh, the current president. But, uh, you know, aside from that, yeah, um, I'm I'm in Alamuchi, New Jersey. I'll, I'll flash my credentials. I've owned and operated an independent record store for, well, it'll be 33 years on November 2nd, if we all live that long. And um, I've co I've host my own radio program. Uh, it's called the Pale Face Parabola. It's live on Homegrown Radio NJ.org on Friday nights, our time here in the states, from 7 p.m. to midnight. And it is I call it the five-hour tour day farce, a plate spin. It's a vast sprawl of self-indulgence. I'm going to check that out, and retrospect listeners should as well. So let's talk about the episode. Uh, Jerry, we kicked it off with a track by Dick Dale, A Choice of Yours. Why Dick Dale? Well, for fairly obvious reasons. I mean, he's uh, the master of the surf guitar domain. Uh, We took that collection from a pretty cool one on the great Ace reissue label out of England, and it's a... um, a song called Angry Generator. Uh, you could find it originally on the album called Rock Out, Live at Zero's by Dick Dale and the Deltones from 1965. Mm. You know, I mean, this, the Ace reissue is called Shazam, the instrumentals of Lee Hazelwood. And knowing what we know about Lee Hazelwood, his work with Dwayne Eddy aside, who would know? Mm. <laughs> who, would, who would think Lee Hazelwood would have all those instrumentals? But trust me, if you pick up that collection, he, he does. There's really confusing information online about that song. It was released by a band called The Woodchucks It's a, uh, in 1970, uh, described as a surf instrumental pastiche. It's described as being produced by Hazelwood. But then that Live at Cedo's uh, album came out on Capitol in 1965, the Dick Dale album. So was it a Hazelwood song? Was it a Dick Dale song? Do you know? Well, neither one are still around to tell us. Mm. Um, you know, the, the fascinating thing about Dick Dale, you know, a couple of years ago, it's been known for a long time that he was in poor health yes. and, uh, in his last years, because of having no medical insurance, he had to tour. They literally had to carry him on stage. But once he put a guitar in his hand, 
He was melting picks just like he always did. Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Radio. I'm here to preach the gospel as simply, as urgently as I possibly can because I believe that the world is heading toward a rendezvous with catastrophe unless we turn to God. Jerry, your next selection is one that I wasn't familiar with and I'd have to say I'd describe it more as what they now call Northern Soul as opposed to what they now call 60s Garage Punk or, or even Garage Rock. It's a guy called Rex Garvin, born in Harlem, uh, a song that's on some uh, Northern Soul compilations. It's one called Socket to Him, JB. You're a fan, obviously. Yeah, well, I, I did warn you I was self-indulgent. And because I, I go by jumping JB on the air, right. I thought that was a natural yeah. uh, to uh, to do. Uh, it was originally released on the Atlantic Record label in 1966, and we took it from the Rhino compilation Spy Music, Volume 1. This is Rick Garvin and the Mighty Cravers. Tracks called Socket to Him, JB. So bad in so many different ways and, and so unfortunate. Ride with me now down that purple shaft into the deep inner depths of the diamond mine, where we will witness the flight of the precious peanut butter fudge angel of love as she spreads her wings and flies high through the thundering silence of your vacuum kept secret. 
hiding out in the pulsating fringe of your bubbly fudge mind. Deep in the sanctuary of the ruby-lipped lizard who stripped through that revolving door of today's changes springs the weightless suspension of those tiny red question marks to pierce your brain and taunt you to observe the wondrous smoke of the fur-lined volcano near the cave of the great blue-winged bat following the flight of the deep, deep breathing butterfly toward the soothing smell of the six-foot narcissus. Are we in the garden of man-eating dandelions or in the safety of the Tasmanian treehouse? Can it be? Will it be? Yes, it will as you reach out for where it's at only to find when you're where it's at. It isn't where it's at at all. So pop out now with me for a borrowed moment and glimpse through the plate glass menagerie of life, the time thieves, the flight of mediocrity. Will we ever free ourselves of the demons of mediocrity? Wait now with me, knee deep in the splendor of the peach fuzz forest in the gentle radiation of the one-eyed cufflink who joins us on our ball-bearing express to the land of lavender and sky-blue pink, where we pause on the latex trampoline of tomorrow's promise and grieve on yesterday's sweet sorrow. In the steam-heated living room of the warm teenage tangerine, we must now somersault in slow motion down, down the sliding board to a diamond mine eternity, crying, crying as God alive, and remembering so well that the hand that cradles the rock can certainly roll the world.
Your Retro Stick 60s Garage Punk Show, episode 438. Jerry Balderson of New Jersey, USA, is our guest selector this week. Three of Jerry's picks. Top of the set, Rex Garvin and the Mighty Cravers with socket to him, JB. Then a track that I am familiar with and I love. Jerry, tell us about it. Chicory Records, 1967, Dave Diamond and the Higher Elevation, a.k.a. Sidney Ivan Davidson. Um, he lived from 1936 to 2014. He was an L.A. DJ and apparently instrumental, as it were, uh, with getting uh, a lot of the psychedelic uh, mindset out there to the city. The first time I ever heard that song was on uh, the kickoff track on the album Pebbles Volume 3 That's right. on vinyl, and he was a DJ host on in L.A. And to me, it's the greatest ode to psychedelic sex that I've ever heard. Right. He hosted a show called The Diamond Mine, the band known as Dave Diamond and the Higher Elevation track called The Diamond Mine, psychedelic classic. And you're right, he uh, was an early advocate for The Doors, The Seeds, Love, Iron Butterfly, bunch of psychedelic bands, getting them important, very important early radio airplay. So very cool selection, mate. Then third in the set, another one that I love. And actually, I had this one lined up for an upcoming episode of Retrospect. I might have to stall that episode a bit, but... Cool track, The Soup Greens. The first time I ever heard that song, I just cracked up laughing. It, it's actually my second favorite version of that song ever, besides the original. And there's a very cool version, if you've ever heard it, by Sebastian Cabot, the old actor from his album, Sebastian, Sebastian Cabot actor, Bob Dylan poet, on MGM Records from the mid-1960s when that show Family Affair was on. That's my third favorite. But the Soup Green, uh, the liner notes to Pebbles Volume 1 are hilarious. They say this track proves that a good 60s garage band could make any song sound like Louie Louie. And yeah. that was the proof that you just heard. Originally released on Golden Bell Records in August of 1965. What an inspired selection for this episode. Jerry, we're going to be back in a moment with more of your picks. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash retrospect garage punk radio. Jerry, I'm fascinated by the fact from all the songs you sent me for this show, three Antipodean selections. So three tracks from down here, down under Australia and New Zealand. First up, you've got the Chicks, not the band X Dixie Chicks, the original Chicks from right here in New Zealand. How, how do you know about them? There's a very cool compilation that, looking at the liner notes today, I thought that, geez, maybe Phil had a hand in putting this together. <laughs> it's uh, New Zealand women uh, from uh, the 60s, uh, 1965 on, it seems, and it's called Come and See Me. Uh, it was reissued a few years ago. I forget what label it was on at the, at the moment, but um, it was originally released as a single on Festival Records, in 1966, oh yes, the Frenzy Music Compilation, Come and See Me, uh, two sisters, Judy and Sue Donaldson, mm -hmm. uh, they once toured the country with both Sandy Shaw and the Pretty Things. Wow. So they got some, they got some cred. That Pretty uh, Things tour of New one. Zealand was highly controversial. It did not go down well in stuffy, conservative New Zealand, I can tell you. Well, no, I, I heard that both uh, Viv Prince and I think Phil May were, were acting pretty badly mm. down under. <laughs> and, and basically got tossed from the country. Uh, well, one of the sisters, Sue Donaldson, sang on Cat Stevens' Oh Very Young, 
uh, from one of his records, and she recorded two singles for Ringo's label, the Ring-O label, um, in the 1970s. So um, they, uh, they've got some clout. Yeah, and at least one of the sisters is still around. Uh, in fact, I last spotted her at uh, a recent funeral of a family member. Uh, so the song is called The Rebel Kind, written right. by written by Lee Hazelwood. Ah, it all comes together. And guitar from Doug Jerobin, who, uh, that's a story uh, all of its own, New Zealand musician, uh, still around also and back in New Zealand. So let's check it out. This is The Chicks with The Rebel Kind, from right here in New Zealand.
G'day Phil, this is Janie from Sydney, Australia. Your non-stop 60s global garage punk is fueling the fire for our budding garage band here across the Dutch. So keep it coming. She comes up like a rose And everybody knows She'll get you in dodge Well you can look but you better not Oh, it's all I've 
Russian like a hound. The minute she starts to mess around, Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Show, episode 348, our, I think, third guest selector episode, and my guest today is Jerry Balderson from New Jersey, USA. Three choices from down in this part of the world. We had the chicks with the rebel kind at the top of the set. Jerry, we went then to a couple of Australian bands. Tell us about them. Well, admittedly, picking an Easy Beats song for uh, a show from down under is low-hanging fruit, mm. but... I love that song. Going to have a good time. Mm. Um, it was uh, a single for United Artists in 1968. The band began in 1964. They're a multicultural group that fell together pretty miraculously in Australia. Shel Tommy, who uh, produced uh, Friday on My Mind, worked with the band for a while. He also obviously is famous from his work with the Who and the Kinks. Yeah. And then Glenn Johns, who uh, produced a lot of groups, famous stuff, uh, produced tracks for them in 1967. Uh, you know, clearly we know that George Young is uh, Malcolm and Angus's brother, mm-hmm. and we took uh, that selection from a best of on Barry Saraband that was put together here in the states about maybe about 20 years ago. So the Easy Beats, huge in Australia. I don't think so huge here in New Zealand. I mean, everyone knows Friday on my mind. But the Easy Beats had a six-year run, and they say that in Australia, their success and their popularity rivaled that of the Beatles, and that's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. We went. Oh, you think? Yeah, we then went on to Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs formed Sydney, New South Wales. Originally a four-piece instrumental group playing surf instrumentals, a bit of other stuff. You selected a track called Poison Ivy. It's long been my contention, and you know, I grew up. I was born in 1957. I came to age musically, um, like everybody did in 1964 of, uh, of, of my generation with the Beatles and the Stones on Ed Sullivan. But it's long been my contention that maybe, just maybe, the greatest rock and roll group that's ever been 
was the Coasters in the late 1950s when Lieber and Stoller wrote all those songs, and those guys were knocking it out of the park every three months with one great song after another for years. Well, Poison Ivy is a Coasters cover, um, and Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs were an Australian supergroup uh, that were part of the beat boom of the mid-1960s. We took uh, Poison Ivy from the Raven compilation, 60s Down Under, originally released in 1964 on the Linda Lee record label. And, uh, man, I think they did a great job with that. I didn't realize until I reread the liner notes today, or I probably read it before and just forgot it, those guys used to fill stadiums. When the they Beatles, were huge in Australia. When the Beatles came down under, I'm pretty sure 1965, to reference the Beatles again, it was this band that kept the Beatles from the number one position, chart position in Australia. So that is enormous. It truly is. Now it's even easier to get your weekly dose of 60s garage rock, garage punk, freak beat in psychedelia. Ah! Simply ask your Spotify-enabled device to play you Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Show. I'm delighted, Jerry, that you've also sent me some more psychedelic picks. Uh, we've got a set of three coming up and three really, really cool tracks too. The first is The Tangerine Zoo. The uh, track is called Trip to the Zoo. Um, it was released on mainstream records here in the States, I believe out of California in the San Francisco area in 1968. Um, we took it from the mainstream, mainstream pop site collection called 1966 to 1970, also known as All Kind of Highs. Uh, this band was from Swansea, Massachusetts in 1968. They were part of the Boston Sound yeah. uh, there. It was a quartet. Uh, they once were known as the Flower Pot. They made two records, broke up before they made the third. They made the first album in 13 hours. And this track is about an acid trip. And their label, when they were offered a contract, objected to the name The Flower Pot because of that somewhat obtuse reference to marijuana. They had to change their name to The Tangerine Zoo. Brain, 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 they pick my brain, 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 they pick my brain, 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 they pick my brain, 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 ah. 
One of the foremost authorities on LSD is Dr. J. Thomas Ungerleiter of the UCLA Neuropsychiatric Institute. I want you to hear what he has to say about it. I'd like to share some of my thoughts with you about LSD. The story, particularly of LSD, and also that of any of the drugs of abuse, is really a story of much more. It's a story of the two generations, of those under 30, often called teenagers, teeny boppers, adolescents, or whatever, and those over 30, those of us who are the establishment. For drug usage is a symptom. The story is that of adults' defensiveness, hysteria, scapegoating, frantic passing of laws, and real helplessness. Six times the chimes of karma free in turn the eternal harmony. and quietly sings, gently peeling each yellow note. in an eye of jade. Venus contemplates a serene flower, the color of an hour of love. As close to love as the note to the chime, as the dream to the heart. Sometimes we say all drug use is a giant communist plot. 
Sometimes we advocate censoring the radio stations that play rock and roll songs with words and ideas we don't like. Sometimes we frantically pass laws. The king of the mountain foresees your doom. Spends all of his idle time making bad perfume. Goes out of his way to see your mind go weaker. Will the time ever come when he leaves us alone? Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Show, Jerry Balderson, our guest selector this week. Three very cool psychedelic picks from Jerry. Tangerine Zoo, a trip to the zoo, top of that set. Then a track from an album I've played occasionally here on Retrospect. It's called Zodiac Cosmic Sounds or Cosmic Sounds Zodiac. Nobody really knows. It is little more than a cash-in psychedelic record based on star signs and the so-called science of astrology. Jerry quirky pick hilarious Al. yeah a great such great fun uh the, the the first time i heard it i was on the floor laughing and you know not just for you know the the i, I guess the audaciousness of doing a spoken word record with uh period piece instruments yeah. uh, backing them up but the deep chops of uh, cyrus faryar and the fact that it was on the Electra label in 1967, the same label as Love, Tim Buckley, and some band that you may or may not have heard of called The Doors. <laughs> Great pick. Then we had The Gants. Now, they're a band that I, well, actually, early days of Retrospect, I used to play them a bit more. But you've chosen a track that I wasn't familiar with. Tell us about it. It's called Sunday at the Lotus Parlor. Yeah, I found it on a compilation of which I, I have to, in the case of full disclosure here, I have to confess there were several things I picked for today's show. I, I went back today to make notes and try and find it. I couldn't find the albums that I took them from because they were compilations. The Gantz was one of them. We're going to listen to the piece called, or we listened to the piece called, Sunday at the Lotus Parlor. They made three records for Liberty, uh, which was a big label here in the States in the mid-1960s. They're out of Greenwood, Mississippi. Uh, they got some national recognition uh, with a, a top 50 cover of Bo Diddley's Roadrunner. But we know the definitive version of that song was done by the Pretty Things yeah. and the late Phil May. I'm Phil Gray. Thanks for listening to Retrospect 60's Garage Punk Show. It's interesting. Uh, he's got a very good approval rating, and I like that. I, it's good. Jerry, more picks from you. 
Coming up, Richard and the Young Lions, a band known originally as the Emeralds, then the Original Counts, with a K. A lot of British Invasion cover versions done by this band. One minor hit, the track you've picked. This is Open Up Your Door. Take you so high. 
that you'll never come down. From toys to ladies' hoes she goes. She'll let you ride your scene, she knows. So listen, sir, you've got the chance. Just sail on happen stamps. She's a hippie elevator operator. A hippie elevator operator. A hippie elevator operator. And she'll take you so high. going on in New Zealand. It's terrible. We don't want that. Baby, I feel good.
three more selections from our guest selector, Jerry Ballison. Jerry, give us a rundown on those three tracks. Well, Richard and the Young Lions are the garage rock pride of New Jersey from uh, the 1960s. That was a single on the Phillips label in 1966, and we took it from uh, the Nuggets CD box set, not Lenny Kay's original uh, double album set. They were from Newark. It was a top ten hit in Detroit and was a decent-sized hit in other markets here in America. They came back to prominence a couple decades ago, from Stevie Van Zandt, who on his uh, right. underground garage, garage. Yeah. Uh, radio station used to play uh, those guys a lot. And then, off the strength of that, they reunited and there was a rockumentary made ab- mm. about them. So it, it, it was kind of a certified miracle that they got a late in career comeback. Your next selection, one that we have had on Retrospect, Hippie Elevator Driver by the W.C. Fields Memorial Electric String Band. In fact, I think that was about a dozen episodes ago we had that track off Hanna-Barbera Records. Yeah, uh, well, I'm a sucker for the old W.C. Fields movie, so, so any any band uh, <laughs> that, would, that would put that name as their band name, I'm all in on. That band was a, a mashup of uh, The Preachers, who did the garage version of Who Do You Love? Mm. Um, and uh, and the Bees out of uh, L.A. Right. A- at the time. Um, John York, uh, who was a bassist and the uh, post-David Crosby uh, version of the, of the Birds, uh, was the bass player in that band also. And they later they uh, cut an album for the Uni label, a pretty big label that the Strawberry Alarm Clock were on in 1969. And your final selection in that set, one of the many, many Kinks covers in the Retrospect collection of USA Records, November 1967. The band is called the Trafalgar Square. I, I know little about this band other than the fact that uh, the Kinks, the Beatles and the Stones stand on their own. I think we can acknowledge that no matter how much we love obscure, garage, psych, and freak beat things. But Ray Davies and the Kinks, that band was as great as any band that walked the earth for the time that guy picked up a pen from 1964 to 1974. And any band that would take the time to not only cover them, but cover them well like Trafalgar Square did, uh, they get a gold star in my book. No argument from me. Dig what you hear? Check out back episodes of Retrospect, 60s garage punk radio show and podcast. Always available across all good podcasting providers, including Apple Podcasts, TuneIn.com, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, Player.fm, MyTuner Radio, Mixcloud, CastBox, Podbean, Pod Directory, and many more. Jerry, we wrap Retrospect every week with an instrumental. I'm really pleased that you submitted some instrumentals to me. So the rest of this episode is instrumentals and some fine selections. You're starting off with Davy Allen and the Arrows. Is it uh, accurate to say that Davy Allen uh, was the poor man, Dick Dale? I think... I'm not sure. He, well, he kind of traveled on the same side of the tracks, didn't he? Mm. Uh, you know, he had that hard driving uh, kind of, I guess the foundation was in surf. But really, it crossed way over to Garage, and it's a really great sound. And it, 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 how could you, how can on a Phil Gray retrospect, could we not pick the track Make Love, Not War?
Phil Gray. 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 Phil
Jerry, two great instrumental selections there. Davy Allen and the Arrows Make Love Not War, a guy known best, I think, for his various soundtracks to teen and biker movies. But then you selected something completely, absolutely new to me, and I love it. It's kind of a jazz funk instrumental, I guess you would say. Spencer Davis Group, or a lineup of the Spencer Davis Group, but where did this one come from? It comes from a really cool, the Cherry Red label out of England makes these wonderful three-CD three compilations of uh, 60s and early 70s music. And this particular one is called One Way Glass. The track we took uh, from, or the date we uh, took this track from, is 1969, and clearly that's post-Stevie Winwood. Yeah. But Muff was still in the band. And... Uh, it really was a left field thing. I'm thinking, okay, I got to be on my A game to keep up with Phil on his show and to keep his <laughs> audience entertained. So it's like, what's, I, you know, I, I was looking for a track and I thought, oh, that one's really cool. So there it was. Jerry, yes, you certainly did outdo me. Um, I wasn't familiar with it. My understanding is that that track appeared on a Spencer Davis group album called Letters from Edith late in their career, some argument as to whether it was released or not released. I believe it was briefly released in the States, although other people say there were 50 white label test pressings only. Uh, other people say no, there were some orange labels. Who knows what happened to that album? But a very cool uh, instrumental from the Spencer Davis group. And a high five to the people that, uh, that the compilation One Way Glass for finding that track yeah. out of 50 test pressings that and an obscurity in rescuing it. And I, I guess we could uh, clearly say, poor Spencer Davis. I mean, he was a decent musician and a good band leader and completely overshadowed, not wrongly so, by Steve Winwood. Jerry, it has been my pleasure to have you on the line with me today. And thank you so much for your selections and your insight into the music. I bow down to you. I think your knowledge uh, greatly exceeds mine. And I look forward to listening to your radio show. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you share it widely. I'd like to think, too, that once your country does better at uh, dealing with the current COVID crisis, that I might be able to get back over to the States. Through this show, I've made some friends on your side of the States, Chicago, Charlotte, in Canada. But I'd like to also think I could get out to New Jersey. Long time since I've been to New York. So thank you, Jerry. Well, you've got a, you've got a co-host seat in my studio on Friday night between 7 and midnight when you do. And I expect you. Now there's an idea. How could I resist that? We're going out with your <laughs> last selection, Jerry. Uh, the Ventures guitar band. Uh, a band that, well, I mean, all those group sounds bands for a start inspired by the Ventures, let alone uh, bands all over the world, even down here in New Zealand. This one's off a really interesting Ventures album, and it's a great track. We're going out. Jerry, tell us about this one. Attracted by the title of the song called Zocco, which is the Ventures original. You know, those of us kids who grew up in uh, the mid-1960s, we know the Ventures from uh, their covers of uh, modern-day top and pop hits uh, mm. that they would rearrange. But uh, this one, uh, these guys uh, flash their own style and credentials, and uh, they do it really well. Two quick things before we, we quit, Phil. Uh, one thing about New Zealand. I had a friend of mine and her husband who uh, lived in New Zealand for 10 years. He had a contract down there. And after they came back, they were supposed to be there six months. And after they came back, I went to a party at their house one night, 
And I, uh, we were talking for a bit because she was a high school classmate of mine. And uh, I asked her, I said, so you're back in Hackettstown, New Jersey. What do you think? How do you feel? She looked at me and she had a way about snarling at you in a friendly way. And she said, well, I lived in paradise, meaning New Zealand, for 10 years. Now I'm back in Hackettstown, New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) But I asked. (laughs) So that's one story. And the other thing now, I noticed with with gladness that your prime minister got uh, reelected in a landslide yesterday. Yes. And she's a worldwide hero for her handling of uh, the COVID pandemic and also for her reaction uh, to uh, the mass murder yes. last year. Mm. Uh, and can I, can I, now that we've become close friends over, over this past hour, can you see if you can make this trade happen that we trade your prime minister for our president? Can no, you do that for it's us? It's not going to happen, buddy. We're not going to happen. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry, for those words. Uh, we know how very, very fortunate we are and uh, our news cycle is dominated by American news too. So, yeah, we have perspective. And that's why your leader, shall we say, uh, appears so often in snippets on retrospect. Well, hope, yes. Uh, your, your clips, your drops as a fellow radio host are absolutely brilliant. They're very, very funny, and I'm glad you do them. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you for making this show possible. Thank you for joining us, giving us your time. And uh, that's retrospect for another week. Retrospect. Retrospect's Garage Punk Radio on Facebook and Retrospect 60's Garage Punk on Instagram. And for back episodes, find Retrospect 60's Garage Punk Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and lots more great podcasting platforms. It was not a great job.
If you're a fan of this free FM podcast, you might like to support it with a small monthly donation. Please go to patreon.com slash freefm89. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.